We didn't talk about Elsinio, how good he was as a sub. <sighs> didn't even mention Elsinio. Didn't even mention <laughs> But he'll come up in possibly my power rankings. Okay, yeah. Um, that's so funny. guys it's the doopy brothers podcast presented by the brotherly game we are aj and luke it's may 20th monday night after the union and sounders zero zero tie this is episode number 17 uh number 17 has been worn by several guys but right now it's being worn by our guy sergio santos so that's what this episode is going to be known as our big name <laughs> striker signing i guess who played okay yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny that we're naming this one after yeah. him. After not the uh, best of timing, yeah. subbed out and was like fifty-six minute. Yeah, it's not like the Bedoya episode where that was after his. Yeah, that worked Dallas out real game. well. Um, but you know, yeah, let's go down memory lane real quick. So episode seventeen, uh, oh jersey number seventeen was worn by C.J. Sapong, J.M.U. Grad. Shout out, Go Dukes! Yeah. Big softball win today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, currently playing with uh, Chicago Fire, of course. Uh, before him was Brian Brown. He's playing with Reno 1868 FC in the USL. Nice. Uh, Josue Martinez. He's currently playing with Municipal Gracia. You know where they are. Costa Rica. Yep, the Costa Rican League. I knew that. And then, <laughs> and then a big time throwback. One of the fan favorites, I'd say. Keon Daniel wore 17. And right now, had to dig a little bit. He plays for GKS. Tichy, and that is in the Polish second tier. Okay. So we kind of got guys all over the place, a couple yeah. MLS players, USL, Costa Rica, and Poland. Um, episodes of 17, we're going to give our reactions to Seattle, talk about the Gold Cup, um, do a power rankings, new thing, power rankings of union players. That's going to be exciting. We'll talk about the Ernst Tanner sit-down that uh, people got to go to. Um and then we'll give a preview for the Portland game coming up this weekend. All right. Can't wait. Cool. And that'll wrap it up. All right, guys. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> no, we actually have to do it. Oh, we have to do it. Yeah. Now, okay. now that actually happens. All right. So <laughs> uh, zero, zero tie. Let's dig in. Yeah. So w- neither of us went to it. We, were, we, yeah, we, we had an early game on Sunday. We had a nine o'clock game for our own playing, and yeah. we chose that. Um, but everyone else went. It was a packed house. It was yeah. awesome. That was really cool. I'm really pumped to see that because it's always like, like uh, you always, I don't know, we always, always feel like a little guilty not going to games because like mm-hmm. we're like, season ticket holders. But we, I mean, we live in Virginia, so there's like a little bit of a. They'll uh, forgive us. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I'm, I was really pumped to see that it was really packed and especially the river end looked really full. And it, it, it from the TD uh, feed, it sounded great because it sounded loud. So that was uh, awesome. So yeah, it looked good. Sounded good. The only thing that we were missing was the dupe song. Yeah, that's real. I really wanted that. Just obviously for the win, but also just to like solidify uh, the fact that that it it deserved a packed house. Like this team deserves to get sold out. Yeah, because uh, and you don't know what who all these people are who are coming to the game. It, yeah. I mean, it might be some diehard soccer fans, union fans, um, trying to get back into the team. Or it might just be a family who, you know, mediocre, kind of into soccer. Let's go check out this team. They got reasonable prices. And then they came out and watched a 0 0 game. And yeah. it's, it's a bummer. They missed out on what's it, the best part of going to the Union yeah, game. Yeah, that. duping is, is just so 
it's it, just a great feeling. Yeah. But it, it was still it was still an exciting game and one of the, you know, rare exciting 0-0 games was, you know, at least for uh, as Union fans, Seattle fans are probably just gritting their teeth trying to get get through that game because it wasn't fun for uh Seattle fans, I'm sure, just sitting back and bunkering the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, not a fun game for them, but they they're definitely happy with the point, which says something that they are happy to take a point from us. Yeah, that that is a perspective that we don't get. I don't know if ever we've ever had someone, a team that, of that caliber, getting, uh, being so scared of us and having it a bunker just to get a point. So we're getting respect from teams around the league. We're getting a little respect from MLS, like the website. I feel like we usually don't get much coverage, but even like Matt Doyle recently has talked about, okay, the Union are one of the top three teams in the league. He even, I, in the podcast today, he said they were number two. Number in, two. In his, in his personal, like, power rankings. Like, behind LAFC, he put us ahead of Seattle and everyone else. So, I think that sounded, I was kind of shocked to hear that. I thought we maybe be, like, four, maybe, and, then, and that would be great. But mm-hmm. in one of the smartest MLS people's minds, we're number two. And that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah. So, thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. He'll never hear that. Um, <laughs> that doesn't have to be said. <laughs> so we had a great crowd. Uh, we we didn't score. We had a ton of opportunities, but yeah, it was like the, shooting, the shooting sucked all night. Yeah. It was just crap shooting all night. Um, I guess Ben Simmons... <laughs> What? Tages. Yeah. The tweet that you sent out was, yeah. uh, I yeah, guess maybe, the whole team read it. Maybe said, I, they all want to be Ben Simmons. Yeah. Maybe I put out some bad karma with that tweet, but since it caught on to everyone, but I do feel a little less guilty as to being that it, I wasn't wrong. No. I, don't, I don't know. Brandon Aronson missed a couple sitters and, and his best shot was a left footed shot. And, you know, they said about Ben Simmons, maybe he's a left hander. So there's still some correlation there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, basketball's funny. Um, so who else had that? I thought Montero. Yeah, I think his, he, had, he had a really weird shooting night. Yeah, like, like it, in the first half, he had two wild sky, sky balled. And close then, to the goal. And he kind of dribbled at least one in the second half into the keeper. And I was like... Yeah, and another one just kind of bounced to him. Yeah. There was one that had a little bit of pace that Fry had a hard time holding on to. Uh-huh. But I think that was more... I don't know. It seemed like bad goalkeeping. I mm-hmm. thought he should have had it easy. Yeah, but but it, we've seen that he can rip balls, so that was yeah. just kind of like just seemed. He seems like he had an off night to us. Yeah, and I I kind of kept pointing this out. It didn't seem like he was like running and hustling as much as he usually does. I kind of felt like I I because I wanted to watch him. Literally a week ago, he was getting all this praise for being such a such an awesome player, right? Rightfully so. He'd been playing on fire. So. I, I was telling you, like, I don't know if my expect, expectations got too high, and I was like, just yeah, inflated it, my image of him. That might be true, but and he also yeah didn't have a great game. But I think it also could be just the fact that um, Seattle sit back, sat back so much, and maybe he didn't feel like he needed to be all over the field chasing the ball back because he knew they weren't going to push numbers forward. That like they, we kind of would just end up with the ball pretty easily, and, and he wouldn't have to put in that that extra, you know crazy effort that he that we've seen him do in previous games so maybe they're just kind of a situational thing but yeah he definitely had a not great performance yeah he i I thought maybe he was sick that's kind of what i came away from like he just seemed that off 
Um, but yeah, so we have high expectations for him, and I assume he'll come back stronger. Yeah, another guy who we were missing and didn't have much of a any, any real presence in the game was Sergio Santos. Yeah, that was disappointing. We, I, because we, we both were excited to see him get into the, in the starting lineup, and we're hoping that this would be a great chance for him to kind of break through and solidify maybe a starting spot. But yeah, pretty really quiet. I don't know. Maybe he had like one shot. He didn't seem super active. Wasn't on the ball a whole lot. Um, yeah, so hopefully, maybe he'll get another shot next week, and hopefully he can, you know, give a little bit of a better performance. But, yeah, we kind of want to see more from him as well. Yeah, the, the starting lineup was possibly the, the best 11 that we had, but it, it kind of depends on where you rank uh, Fabian compared to Aronson and, and then also, obviously, Sergio compared to Fafa at this point right, right. now. You, you think quality-wise, that is the one, probably one of the best lineups. Maybe swapping Fabian for Aronson, but other than that, yeah, that's definitely... Like, skill-wise, that's got to be a top lineup for us. Yeah, and and so who do you prefer... So just thinking about those two, um, Portland next week. I know we'll get into the Portland game. Or just going forward, who do you have rated higher in our as our 10? As our, at our 10? At our 10. Um... I mean, I think it's still Fabian by default, just because he's Marco Fabian. He's their top signing. Mm-hmm. He's so. Do you have Aronson on the bench? Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, no I was just not, yeah. be on the left and push. No, no, no. You keep Monteiro. Keep it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that those three are pretty much a lock if they're if they're healthy. Um, yeah, and I think this this Seattle game, I think Fabian would have been perfect for. Because the way they bunkered, obviously, like so, so severely that it, putting Fabian in there would be a big help getting into those tight little spaces, trying to find the the little mini miniature mini gaps between the all their defenders to create something critical. And I think Aaron, I think Aaronson had a fine game. He played, a, you know, one of his better games, honestly. But just the ability that Fabian has in, in those kind of situations, I felt like would have taken us maybe getting into a goal and getting the win. Cool. I'll, I'll go the other way. I'll say. I think Aronson right now rates higher than Fabian. And that's kind of weird to say, an 18-year-old over a Mexican uh, national teamer. But I think I would see, I would prefer Fabian coming in after like 55, 60 minutes and being a sub at this point to bring that, almost like El Sino, where he's he's kind of a really, really high-level El Sino, hopefully. I mean, not, I mean, El Sino is about as high as they come, so... So you would say, I would start Aronson, and so, but that's like two automatically burned subs. Then, well, I'm like, not saying Aronson has to come out, but if if you're using Fabian, I just have I I just don't see a way to keep Aronson off the field at this point. Yeah, and I I mean I'm not going to argue with that, but I, I just you are arguing. Uh, yeah, no, I I, guess, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I am going to argue with that just because like it, he's not playing out of his mind. He's playing great, but it, we also like. Marco Fabian isn't just there to ride the bench. He has to be a starter. Why? There's, because he's he's a Bundesliga starter. He, he we're not there yet. We as at the the unit aren't there. We need him to step up and be that big star player. Because if we don't have him becoming that, then I don't think we're gonna. I, I, that that's gonna be the how this team fulfills its. I don't know the quality that we could possibly have. Like without him, I don't think we have that potential or reaching that potential. 
I'm going to argue that he wasn't a Bundesliga starter when we got him. Okay, well, yeah, well, he was hurt. But, and he's not, I mean, that's why he was able to come up to us. Sure. And so we have not seen, it's almost like Jack Elliott, Mark, Mark Kenzie. Why, why would you force out Jack Elliott? That's a Jack little Elliott? different. But I'm just comparing, let me, let me make the comparison. Why would you force Jack Elliott out so that you can play an, a young American stud who is supposedly having the pedigree when Jack Elliott's having a great time or playing great? Like Brendan Aronson's playing great, starting great. He, I, I'd say he's arguably our best midfielder I, on, against Seattle. Yeah, I mean, in this game he was. In, in the game before in Toronto, he was, he was not. So he's, he's a little more inconsistent. And I, I, I know Fabian still is inconsistent either, but, Fabian, say, Fabian's, but Fabian's ceiling is so much higher than Aronson's right now. And in this season right now, Ar- Fabian has an incredibly high ceiling. And Aronson has a high ceiling, but he's still 18 years old. He, assumes that he has very little strength, and he still is you know, working on his shooting. I just feel like that's... I don't know that you, you, Fabian still has the greater potential for this year. I think you're, and I'm just gonna argue. I'm just arguing. With okay, you. I, yeah, because you're saying that, and I get that, but I have no reason to believe it because he's been on the field so little, yeah. and I haven't been able to see anything. Whereas I've seen Aronson. I mean, I mean, but you last, have to think of like he's a Mexican international played in World Cup. Do I have to think like that? Because yeah, because that's the player we're talking about. We can't just think about this one. You can't just judge him from the little bit of playing time he's gotten with us. And I, I know that's the team he's playing on, but it's still a, such a small area to judge. But I'm not going to judge him based on how great he was two years ago. But that's the potential ago. he could have. He could. But yeah. what's okay? So then, what's the potential? And he's proven to have, and he has proven to have at a higher level than MLS. I'd love to see it then. Okay. But yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't too. shown it yet. And I, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. So I, I just I. I like Aronson right now. <laughs> so that's who I'm rating higher. Um, and I would love to have Fabian come in in the 68th minute, prove me wrong, and score score two goals in, in 30 minutes, and then I'll give him the start the next week. But right. I would say I every time Fabian started, I, I'm, I haven't been as impressed as Aronson. Okay, I'm not going to argue that. I'm just saying Fabian has the ability to... Oh, let's move on. Let's move on from this. Okay. Okay. So they, they sucked at shooting. Um, we're still missing a piece. Ironically, my note was, <laughs> well, Fabian fell the void needed to beat the bunker. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so he might be that guy. Uh, we, yeah. we need someone to, to put the ball in the net. Um, and, and I don't know if we need a big-name striker, which might be why we get rid of Akam and, and Jones to kind of free up some money. And stuff for a summer transfer, or will will a striker start, you know, breaking away from the yeah striker community. that we have? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's the one thing that the that kind of the international media has been saying about the union. Like we could be the only reason we're not going to be an elite team this year is if we don't have a fifteen goal goal scorer, and that's I think it could be Santos. I think it could be Shabilko. But it it's looking less and less likely each week, right? And so, uh, part of me is also have this. I also have this fear that, like, okay, we couldn't score this past game, and we had so many opportunities. Yeah, is that kind of a microcosm of what could be coming down the road, where our committee of strikers is going to dry up, and 
then we could, I mean, I feel like we are kind of in a balance where it's going to be very fragile that if we don't have these guys scoring by committee, then we could have a big problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've, this, we've come so far with like hot streaks from a little bit from a com a couple games in a row, then Shabelle Cook a couple games in a row. Corey Barrick, you know, put in a couple goals too. So it's, it kind of has been like each striker had has had a hot moment. Mm-hmm. So if we can't rely on a single guy every week, we have to rely on a different guy having a streak every now and then. It's 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 a little more uh, makes you a little more nervous. Yeah, definitely a volatile kind of situation where we could, you know, go three games without scoring and then and then you're going to see us drop into that third, fourth place in the East mm-hmm. and then. Things get iffy again. Yeah, then you now know we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're kind of right back where we were. Yeah. Um, so all that being said, we were the better team. Uh, but does that matter anymore? Like where the Union are? Yeah. Um, so. I mean, we outshot them a ton. We dominated. We just watched the highlight package, and the second half was just a complete highlight of the Union. Yeah, just holding them. It was, yeah, never reached the other side of the half. Um yeah, I don't know. It's tough because it's like we did play great, played pretty great against a, a good team, a really good team in Seattle, and that's not like something to just brush aside. And we got a point against them. We didn't, we didn't lose to them, um, but we, I can, yeah, I'm kind of past just the idea of we're, we're good enough to compete with these teams. I'm, I'm kind of at the point where well, we should be beating these teams, especially at home, especially as a team that's played. It was like their third game in eight in eight days. So playing and they're heavily, you know, rotated. That was a team we should have beat. And I, I know there's a lot of like, you know, on, you know, chatter that like it was a, a, a decent result. A, a tie is a decent record in Seattle, but I kind of feel like we just drop points. And, and I don't think that's something I'd really be like, okay, it's fine about, you know, definitely, definitely dropped points. Players were clearly pissed that they were walking off the field without right. scoring a goal. And they rightfully should be. Yeah, should definitely. Yeah. Um, at the same time, it is kind of a moral victory that we, we are competing with this upper echelon. It's a place that we're not really used to being, so that's good. Yeah, but. And, it, and the fact that, like we've said, that Seattle came in afraid, to be, and mm-hmm. they seemed like they were afraid of us. Mm-hmm. They had a bunker. That's the felt, only way they felt like they could get a result. And that's and a result like we, that did that's not of, something to ignore. Yeah, and it, it kind of changed, like you said, with the Matt Doyle, kind of changed a little bit of the conversation being had about us is that, okay, now this this Union team is something to watch out for. Beat Toronto on the road, um, held held Seattle in check. And so it is definitely changing. So in a way, the, the moral victory, I would say, does matter a little bit sure. because it is yeah, changing yeah. the whole story around us, but... Yeah, we need to do more because yeah. if a team sees, okay, we can just sit behind the union, they can't figure out how to break us up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's like the, uh, what a uh, total soccer show says. Things can be two things. So we can, it can be a you know a decent moral victory, but we definitely could expect a lot more from this team. We yeah. should be expecting a lot more from this team. We should be. Yeah. Because we are the first place. Yeah, Philadelphia first. Union. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, and we did get lucky that Houston yeah. beat. DC, sure, DC sure. was winning, and then Houston scored too. Yeah, but hey, that's what that's what it takes. Yeah. We we didn't we didn't we, give we up. We did our part. Yeah. We didn't drop all our points. So yeah, we at least took a point. Yeah, um, and we have a couple, you know, winnable games coming up before the break. We have Portland winnable at home, 
again, then home against Colorado, which is almost guaranteed to win, hopefully. And then we're going to Minnesota. So that's the, you know, it could be a decent stretch to, uh, yeah, the Doopy brothers will be there cheering on our boys in blue. Yep. In Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. That's so, that's definitely a win then. Yeah. They're going to be motivated for that. They are. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> they got something. I was gonna say Colorado won their first game this weekend, so oh, maybe yeah. their Con cool. Casey's got them turned around. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but not really. Um, Rosenberry had a hat trick. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's move on to yeah. So mentioning the break, the Gold Cup rosters were released. Um, no Union players made the U.S. roster, which not super surprising. But it's just the preliminary roster. It's like not even like the set. Yeah, it's 40, 40 players. Yeah. So, we're, so we don't have – so the union don't have a player who makes the top 40. Yeah. and It's kind of weird. I would – yeah, I would have expected to see Trusty in there. I I don't get why Omar Gonzalez is still getting called into these things. I, I don't think he's that great. Yeah, he's the name who stuck out. Bradley still makes it, which yeah, is yeah. just annoying, but I get it. Just thinking, like, positionally, would, like, trust you would be, like, the guy that we could have right. in the yeah. lineup. And, mm-hmm. and his center backs, like, weren't – I don't know if John Brooks isn't in there, and then there should be a spot for Trusty because yeah. he, he's hurt, so he was left off that ro- roster. So, that, I don't know. Yeah, well, that was a little odd, yeah. but I don't know. Not super complaining. I don't want to, you know, keep him on, on our team and keep him rested and healthy. That's that's fine. Yeah, so we're not really going to complain about not losing anyone. Yeah, it is just kind of odd, and maybe it, I mean it just says about the well-roundedness of a team, I guess, that the top team in the domestic league for our, confer- our conference mm-hmm. doesn't have a team in the U.S. Yeah, Gold Cup roster. It's kind of just interesting, you know. You'd think that, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's cool. If you're in first place, you would assume there's someone going to your national team, but right. we have Fabian going to. Yeah, that's pretty also preliminary. Oh, preliminary. That's like a thirty-team mm-hmm. preliminary roster. So I don't know. We'll see if he gets in there. Then Blake is, you know, that's probably always guaranteed that he would uh, go with play with Jamaica if he was, since he was healthy. And then Craval is in for Guyana. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So I'm I'm hoping Fabian doesn't go. Yeah. I'm hoping he gets held back yeah. because um, I'd, I'd yeah, like we to need him to get going with this team more yeah. than more than Mexico. So yeah. And we need him to keep pushing Aronson to be the better player. Right. Uh, it is like I noticed that this weekend, it is a little nerve wracking if with Craval out that we just don't have any defensive midfielders to come in. Now that Jones is out now, right? You'd have to push Bedoya back and then throw someone on the right side. Yeah, and which, that's and like that's he's not a traditional like defensive midfielder, so yeah. that's that's a little little nerve wracking. But although you could argue, I mean, Harris definitely isn't a traditional defensive midfielder. No, yeah, but like a guy like Craval like to come in and close out the game just, when mm-hmm. you know. That kind of sub is a nice, nice guy to have. Right, right. That's always nice. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I, our defense has been playing great, so I'm not super worried defensively yet for, about this team. We definitely do have a vulnerability in our defense, though, um, in the air, because there there were several chances that Seattle did get in the first half, and it just seemed like um, free kicks, balls played in the box, where we seem slow to stay with our guy, just off a man. It's like a, a step, and in the box, that's all you need. Luckily, Ladero put his kind of half volley um, over the net. Uh, There's a header that Blake made a decent save on, held the rebound. Just a few little things here. Otherwise, I mean, there aren't many chances coming our way, but that is just one place where we are a little vulnerable. Yeah. I did see, though, a cool stat that um, we have three of the top five, like, tackles 
per player is, or I don't know if that's how, how you, how that stat was presented, but like trusty Gaddis and Wagner were all like had the, or had the most tackles this season. Nice. And it was like trust number one, then Gaddis three. And then I think Wagner was f- five. And I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. And like the whole league that we have the three of the top five guys in that, in that regard. So Solid D. Yeah. Um, and I, and I would say the best defender we have isn't even on that stat. So that's right. Yeah. Mark McKenzie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <It> could be. <laughs> um, so Blake goes to the Gold Cup. I guess the silver lining about him going is, do we see Charlie Leon back on the bench? <laughs> I knew you were going. Come on, man. <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, he definitely. I don't know where Freeze is at uh, in his recovery. Does Hopefully, it matter? I mean, I, I hope he comes back soon. <laughs> don't, don't throw him under the bus just because you love Charlie Leon. I'm just saying. So, so Union were so hot. They're so hot right now. Um, Charlie Leon does not make the 18. Union don't score. Don't tell me there's nothing there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's something. I'm not going to argue with that one. Uh, let's, let's stop fighting. <laughs> We're not good at arguing. We aren't. We're really bad at it. <laughs> um, gosh, there's something else I want to talk about with uh, this game. And Oh, yeah. So there's a – this is kind of random, but watching at home – you got to experience the in-game commercial break. Oh, well, okay. I guess we can talk about this. I don't know. I was just curious. So you you didn't like it. So there yeah. there are two different ads, and I, I was just thinking this just because, I don't know, we're bringing the game. We're not reporters. We're not with the team. We're kind of bringing it from a fan perspective. Yeah. So the, the PHL 17 played a commercial. They put the union in kind of a, a window. That was probably about the, a third of the screen, and then the two-thirds was kind of a commercial that you you really didn't like because it had the sound. It yeah. cut out the union sound and, and the played the commercial sound. Yeah, that I just that bugged me because, and that was off of like a goal. It was a, a goal, goal kick. kick. So mm-hmm. like I guess like a corner kick would have been a little higher like stakes to like kind of cut away from. So that's a little. It was that's a that's a better situation than in, in, a, in a goal kick. But I just I did, it makes me really nervous just cutting the sound out and like taking you a little bit away from the game with like that and that, that kind of got to me. I, I, kind of frustrated me and i know it was quick and it, and it was a goal kick didn't really miss much but it was just something that i i don't like i don't yeah. know just it, it, yeah it made me maybe anxious just seeing that yeah but i always it, forever kind of worry about soccer gang commercials yeah with var being instituted and yeah, yeah. now we're seeing like little advertisements with technology increasing and yeah but yeah well yeah so that was just random yeah uh, on that note, let's take a quick ad break and then we'll get back into uh, some other topics. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys, welcome back. This is the Doopy Brothers podcast brought to you by the Brotherly Game, episode 17. Uh, we covered Seattle, Gold Club, Gold Cup. But we actually have a couple more things to talk about Seattle. We got so heated into the Fabian versus Aronson <laughs> yeah. debate. Yeah, we actually forgot to talk about a lot of important parts of the game. <laughs> so <laughs> one, one thing that uh, we kept finding was our... I'll I'll talk about one. You talk about the other. Okay. Gaddis kept finding himself in a lot of space, and mm. Tommy Smith, being the brilliant observer that he is, <laughs> noticed it and pointed it out. So that was nice of him. But yeah, so Seattle, <laughs> brilliantly, of course, gave Gaddis a lot of space because they know that Gaddis isn't going to attack them, isn't going to break them down. Barely, Not much of a threat. Barely is even going to kick the ball into the box. Um, so I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to see that our attack kind of is. Last year was super right-sided because you had Rosenberry, right, right, Padoya, Dodge Call, 
Elsino, all these guys who would drift off to the right. And I felt like we were always coming down the right side. Now our right side is definitely not as dangerous for most of the game. Right. And our left side is more of a consistent threat because you've got, obviously, Wagner, who knows how to attack and knows how to cross the ball. So... I don't know. It was just interesting. I mean, it just kind of was funny. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to cover Gaddis either. Yeah, like, it's crazy how like clear and obvious yeah. that <laughs> is. Yeah, <laughs> let's throw nine guys on El Cino. Gaddis. Oh, is Gaddis there. is there too. Okay, he'll, he'll, he'll watch or something. <laughs> yeah, the running joke we have now is, uh, well, I have is <laughs> you're going to see Gaddis in on a breakaway, plays it back to Elliot, who's 50 yards behind the play. You need to retain possession. <laughs> That's how it would happen. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Yeah. So for most of the game, the Union are not that threatening on the right side until... El Senior comes in. And, yeah, that was kind of a the biggest thing of the game. Like, that well, like that really changed the game. Like, we, we were attacking and made some, all you know, offensive threats in the first half and before El Senior came in. But once he came in, it was kind of... That was the game changer. That he, he It was kind of the main... I don't know, just strategy going forward. Like, once he came in, it was just like, all right, give him the ball, and then he'll take on one, two, three guys, and then hopefully something can be created. And that and that was, I mean, it was incredible. I love watching him do this, but, like, in that game, I got it was kind of frustrating because it was like, that's literally all we were doing, just giving him the ball, trying to isolate him, and then hopefully he can create some magic, which, I mean, he did so much. It just, you know, didn't have that final result. But it was, it felt really... uh kind of almost like, I don't know, narrow-minded just yeah. to like send it to him. It, it kind of mm-hmm. felt like a, I don't know, like a high school game, like give it to the best player and hopefully he can create something. Like I feel like we, we had a little, we have other quality on the field that we can still spread it around and create chances on the other side. And, and I saw like towards the end of the game, Harris got way left and that's, and it seemed pretty rare that he got way left just to almost, I don't know, balance it out, but maybe just saw a bunch of holes on the left side because so many guys were getting focused towards uh, El Sino, but I thought, I thought that was interesting how, how focused we got into that into that one attack. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Brian Smetzer, the Seattle coach, definitely made the sub of the game by oh, yeah. taking out their defender ah. who was sitting on yellow because... And he should have got that second yellow. He that was bogus. Yeah. But El Senio was just going right at him and really forcing the issue and putting him in a dangerous spot. So, yeah. they you don't, I mean, you don't see it often that they take they sub out a defender when you're already bunkered in usually right. you're going to take yeah. off an attacker and throw in another defender but yeah it was the right call and he was very close to getting his second yellow yeah oh, that, man. that would have been potentially a game changer but it's not like we were scoring anyway right but yeah so so the right side is pretty dead until you bring in El Senio and then it's completely right-sided mm. so back on the right point do you think we should have subbed him out and have Bedoya shift back or do you think that would have mattered much um if you're asking me if I think we should sub out Ray, <laughs> but you know in, in this game, no, in this yeah, situation, yeah. did you think do you think that would have made any any difference? I, with the way we were shooting and finishing, I don't know if it would have made a difference. Right. I think it would have given us another chance to get another attacker into the box. Yeah, would that attacker be someone who could score a goal on the night? I don't know. Um, after the game, Curtin was, I think he was actually asked about going to three in the back, and he kind of mentioned how it was a frustrating night. But had he done something like that and we gave up a goal because we took out a defender, 
that game will have gone from frustrating to a disaster. Yeah, and I, I get that. And so I thought that was kind of a fair assessment. He, he kind of understood what was being asked, um, but he, he did give a fair answer where he wanted to make sure we didn't concede the point that we were pretty much guaranteed to get at that point in the second yeah. half because they weren't really getting much. But. Exactly, and that's kind of how I would argue that is. And, and, I, and I, I, I get that answer, and I, and I can live with that logic, but... Yeah, I mean, Saddle wasn't creating anything, so mm-hmm. we we probably would have been safe in in retrospect if had we t- taken off Ray. But I don't know. Maybe we would summon Galena, and that'd be I don't know. He's he's so I don't know raw that maybe I don't know how much effect you could have in a game like that. Yeah, I'd be curious to see Galena in that game. Um, just because uh, just something different, maybe yeah. just a different look, a different kind of striker who. Kind of is like El Sino, kind of just like a, also kind of a speed guy. It's kind of yeah. like a mix. I don't know if speed would have done much though. Like that's how how like Fafa yeah. like he's just he, quick. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's uh, yeah. I'm just thinking more of like a quick, quick dash into the box, not right. necessarily speed over, you know, thirty yards, but right, thinking, right. like a quick move. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think Fafa wasn't super effective in this game, just because there's so it was so congested, so bunkered mm-hmm. in that he couldn't didn't have any space to run and make it, you know, use his actual his actual speed. Do you think a com or Burke would have been a better fit? I feel like a com would, because I know he's he's obviously very fast too, but he's I think he's pretty good in those tight spaces mm-hmm. and he's really direct. And I feel like right. that could have been something that we could have used in this game. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously it's not something we could have had. So Yeah. So all right. Anything else you wanted to add? No, let's let's move on from Seattle. We yeah. talked way too much about a zero zero game. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> we were like, oh, what are we t- how are we going to stretch this into a whole pl- episode? But look at uh, us. Hey, random. It's a good time to be a Union fan with all the content being produced. I was just weird to think about this. Mike Thomas yeah. put out a tweet last week that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's like he listened over what six hours yeah. of podcast dedicated to yeah. our Philadelphia Union. So there's a lot of us now. Yeah, really. It's it's a fun club to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good time to be a Union fan. Who knows if you'd have this if we were not being as successful? Yeah, as in the Union, not us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. Um, yeah, that's cool. Let's let's. Get, I want I want to get to this. So I think this would be fun. Okay, so I had this idea. Think about the Gold Cup roster and how uh, we didn't have anyone crack the U.S. top forty essentially for the Gold Cup. And then I was just thinking, okay, well, who are our best players? So I was thinking week to week or whenever we remember to do it, let's do a power ranking of the union players. Mm -hmm. So power rankings meaning, for those of you who are unfamiliar, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's how they're doing like in the moment right now. So if they have a bad game, you're going to be dropped a little bit. It's kind of like, uh, so MLS does power rankings and, you know, teams who win three games in a row are going to be bumped up a lot, even if they're not so high in the standings. Yeah. So power rankings. We're going to start at. Uh, we're just going to do our top five. Okay. Yeah. Who? Do you, do you who's, no. <laughs> Tell me who your number five is. Number five. Kai Wagner. Kai Wagner. Okay. Yeah. Good. Do you, I, do you want me to explain, or just uh, we know how good he is? We, that's, we, that's, yeah, I think we all know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If, if there, we have any questions about it. We'll, okay. Okay. I'll Good. say my number five. Uh, Shabelko. Nice. And that's based off of kind of this game. He didn't, he, he had one really good opportunity. Yeah. That header. Yeah. And that, that, I don't know, that bumped him down from where I initially had him. Okay. Number four. Bedoya. Oh, nice. Yeah. I yeah. had him in, but then I, 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 yeah. I, I was like, oh, captain of first place team. He's got to be in there. And then 
other guys just kept popping up. So. Yeah, he just is, I don't know. I think without him, we would be not where we are. Right, right. Uh, my number number four is El Senio. Nice. Just yeah. Not a full-time player, but a guy who completely changed nice. the game. I'm now realizing that we are going to have a different list, so that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your number three. Uh, Harris. Okay. Yeah, I think he's... He he's playing great defensively, offensively. He's he's holding it down and and doing everything he needs to do. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. My number three is Aronson. Oh. Wow. Again, one of his one of his best games in a Union uniform. Um, unfortunately, he didn't play the whole game, so that's why I kind of yeah didn't have him higher. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted him to stay in that game. Yeah. I think he he earned the full ninety in that one. But yeah. All right. Number two, Jack Elliott. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I I had him in my thoughts, but hasn't done much for me recently. So I went he's, with uh, he's best best defender on a, the best team. Uh, I'm gonna give you one better, Wagner. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but Wagner is my number two. That, that's fair. So I just thought this game was more offensive, and so he he could be a little more involved than Elliot. I just didn't think he was as involved. Okay, I mean. You can't just go. Are you going just on the one game or I like can a full? Do whatever I want. This is power right. rankings. This is made up stuff. This is our podcast. Power. This is our podcast. This is made up stuff. All right. All right. Well, I All didn't right. know if we had different approaches, so I'm just curious. Yeah, mine's right. You're you're <laughs> learning. <laughs> All right, you'll figure it out. Number one, Montero. Montero. Okay. Yeah. I went a different route. So did I, you go Marco Fabian? <laughs> oh wait, no. Should you go Charlie on Charlie? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He did. Okay. Um Montero, I put him at six. Okay. So I, he dropped out of my five because I thought he had a the very assignment was only five, so I don't know. Yeah, I, no, you but I, I went for a full ten. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't like uh, but yeah, I so I first I had him in there. But then as I was thinking of guys who have been playing a little bit better and yeah, that this he he took I think it was seven shots mm-hmm. in this last game. And three were on goal. I, I I couldn't. I just, I don't know. I'm a more, I don't know. What have you done for me now? And okay. he didn't do anything yeah. in yeah. the past 24 hours for me, 48 <laughs> hours for me. So. But my number one, though I think has been arguably our MVP this year, kind of unsung, Harris. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, thought, I think he's just, and it's kind of weird because in the beginning of the year, we were, yeah, know, we, were we, all down know, him. we all know where he was. He yeah. was, he was like, Get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Run him out of town. And I think he's just been playing really phenomenal. And yeah. so he's my top. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. My top That's 10 fun. rounded out with, uh, <laughs> since I filled up a full 10, Montero 6, Bedoya 7, Elliot 8, Trusty 9, Blake 10. Yeah. All right. So there you go. The striker, the last of the 11 would be, you know, a striker player. Gaddis would be, I don't know, 23. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm just kidding. Gaddis, 14. <laughs> um, cool thing that happened last week while we're going into random stuff. Uh, Ernst Tanner had a cool sit down with social media followers. Um, we we weren't able to make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is actually like a good, some good coverage of it. Yeah, yeah. Really happy to shout out to Manon for sharing their notes. Yeah, I, at, I think it was thirty tweets that were put out. Nice at Queer Sporting, killing it. Yeah, that was that was really. Yeah, to this point, I think my favorite uh, coverage of it, and, yeah. it, and it's funny. Just like through Twitter, I got all this yeah. information from them. Yeah, it was great. Um, brotherly, brotherly game put out two two articles from guys who were there and. I thought both were really well written. Yep. So a lot of cool coverage from the sit down with Tanner, whatever, all kinds of things, uh, and left people feeling kind of 
optimistic and kind of feeling weird yeah. about themselves, feeling optimistic is, is kind <laughs> is, of funny. Is this real? <laughs> is this real? Is, the articles are pretty funny about that. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that uh, they were talking about was how Ernst talked about finding value in the team and not overspending on wingers mm-hmm. who don't bring as much value or in return as other places on the field. And it kind of made me think about some of his signings, such as Sergio, a striker, who if they can get him going, that'd be a high value Mm -hmm. for what they paid for him. Um, And then Fabian, obviously, if he can get going, that's that's kind of a... One of the most crucial spots on the field. Yeah, whereas, and then Mon- value. Yeah, the Montero is like a, a midfielder that could basically play any position in the midfield. Mm-hmm. So that's a, obviously a high value there, along yeah. with it's just, it's just its quality alone. Rather than going out and and that's that's why you see him getting rid of a big salary on a com. Yeah, who's not a player who really fits the system right so much. As, and and even guy like like CJ Sapong, who's a striker, but he's more he's pretty one dimensional. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, it's cool to see here just how open he is. And I know that's been said, but just how direct and open Aaron Stanner has been has been awesome to see and awesome to hear. And after the the moves he made, putting out those videos and talking clearly about what his, his thoughts were to make, make certain moves and how he looks at this team, it's, it's been pretty cool. Definitely. Probably the, the best video that came out, I don't know if you saw this yet, because uh, it just came out today, but it was the Dollar Dog Night <laughs> commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something serious. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's, uh, that's that was, crazy. That yeah, was funny. I was listening I to it in the car while uh, my wife was driving, and yeah, I got a, I got quite the look from her. <laughs> what the heck are you watching? Um, yeah, go to Dollar Dog Night this weekend. <laughs> it's, oh, that's yeah. good stuff. That's good stuff. All right. Um, so this weekend we speak on Dollar Dog Night. Portland is coming to town, yeah. and hot dogs are one dollar. Me and Luke will. <laughs> um, we're actually not going to be able to make this one. Yeah. I mean, we're we're taking the big trip out to Minnesota, so yeah, we got to build up some credit through yeah. staying at home mm-hmm. for our other halves. So That's how it works. We'll be watching this one again from home. Hopefully, it'll be another nice night. Crap, big crowd. It's going to be a hot, hot weekend. So yeah, I feel like I feel like it should be another good crowd. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, no, no reason not to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just need need to score. That's yeah. that's obviously going to be the big thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think of the lineup? You think there'll be many changes? Any changes? Uh, I going I, into a three game week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we because we have Colorado in the in the the following Wednesday, so I. It's it's tough because I, I feel like because there's also a, a break right after those three games, mm-hmm. so like they have going to have the ability to rest and recover. So I I'd imagine there's going to be much rotation, especially in this first game. So I'd expect it to be a pretty similar lineup to this past weekend, with the exception of maybe Fabian get in there. Okay. Um, I think the rest is going to pretty much be the same. Yeah, I was kind of looking into Portland a little bit. Sounds like they're looking to be kind of a counterattacking team. Um, but possibly uh, there's kind of like two, two options that, uh, their coach has obviously counterattacking or possession and they've mostly been playing counterattacking. So that kind of, that kind of makes it tough on us. If we know that they're going to come in and bunker down, they just saw Seattle do it. Yeah. So as far as the lineup, um, yeah, I might, I might want to see Fabian start, uh, but I, I don't want Aaronson off the field, so maybe Aaronson. I mean, maybe Fabian 
as the second striker next to Shabelko. Uh, yeah, that, that could be a good look. Because I, can see that. I don't know if our speed guys are going to be that much of a threat like mm-hmm. like this past weekend. Right. So maybe Shabilko, Fabian, and that might limit Fabian's kind of contact not being in, so involved in the middle. Mm-hmm. Kind of give him a little more space. Um, then I think the midfield stays the same. And I guess the only other thing would Charlie Leon starts in Cole. One day, man. One, One day. day. Just you, you keep holding on. That <laughs> no, <help>. it's going <laughs> to be awful. It's going to be like August. We're going to need him to have a spot start in order for us to keep, like, stay above the line or something. And he's going to give up four goals. The disaster scenario. Against, <laughs> against Cincinnati or something. Um, oh, man. All on passbacks from Trusty or something. It's just going to be own goals. And he just whiffs. Charlie Brown. Oh, man. So the lineup should be pretty similar. Yeah. I, yeah, kind of. I almost kind of hope uh, Portland has a similar bunkering style, just because like I want to break through that and like mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, wash our mouth of the the frustration from last game. Yeah, I think it'd also be a good exercise to see how Jim reacts to it, right. how how he yeah. trains this week, um, and then how he comes out and how the team yeah how the team responds. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good shout. I'd like yeah. I guess I'd like to see that as well. As long as we can break through it. But if we end exactly, up with another yeah. zero zero, then right. forget it. I don't want to see that ever again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then after that we've got so next week will be next week will be a fun podcast because we'll have Colorado. We'll have to react to Colorado. And then, and then we're going to go to Minnesota. We'll probably do some oh, coverage. Man, that's gonna get weird. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably have to plan out some coverage for uh yeah, hopefully probably the game we'll do something with them. Yeah, try to give them maybe some maybe content. Do, make, even do some, maybe get some video action going. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what we'll, technology we'll, we got. We'll vlog it out. Vlog it out. <laughs> I, my phone can take video. Oh, so. you, you have one of those? Yeah, and then it, I can send it to the internet. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, <so>. Ethernet? <laughs> what Ethernet? Oh, the World Wide Web. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's what's your <laughs> so we're we're derailing here. What's your prediction for the Portland game? Score um, prediction. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we're going to win. I'm going to go 3-0. Oh, you son of a gun. I was about to say 3-0. I was, okay, 3-0. Good call. Yeah. Go. Okay. Um, I don't know who's going to score. I'm going to say Aronson's going to score. I'm going to say... Now, when he scores, does he rip off his jersey to reveal Ben Simmons' jersey underneath? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Ben Simmons is going to be there. And, oh, they're uh, high, and they're gonna high five, and, high five. and he'll do the basketball celebration, oh, the, just like uh, Fabian did with yeah. Bedoya. But oh, it'll man. be Aronson dunking on Ben Simmons. Oh my God, that'd be so cool! Wow, yeah. And that's oh no. Uh, okay, now hear me out. Hear me. Okay, out. let's go. He's gonna shoot from long range, three pointer, three pointer, and then Ben Simmons gonna be like, "What?" And you need to win three zero. Exactly. Oh, let's just score a three pointer. Yeah, he's gonna score a three pointer. <laughs> Cool. So, <laughs> so what's your prediction? <laughs> My prediction was well, gonna be three nothing. Um, I'll, 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 I don't want. I don't. I can't be the same. I don't know if I want to go. I'll go four one. Okay. So three goal victory still, but four run, four one. Um, I think we'll get. We'll give up an own goal. I think it'll be weird. We'll give that up an weird. own goal, and then I think we're gonna get scoring. We're gonna have two goals from Fabian. One from Aronson, and one from a Harris free kick. Nice. I'd be that'd be nice to get a nice uh, set piece goal. Yeah, we haven't, yeah, we haven't had one. Mm-hmm. 
They had some bad free kick plays uh, the other night. Yeah, the like whole kind of short ball across the goal. Yeah, we had two two chances when they were kind of within shooting range, and yeah. the first, well, they both I think were passed to Montero. Right, and the they first were both one he skied, he it. skied it. The second one was I think it was a little better, but didn't really yeah. threaten much. Yeah, I don't know why you do the same. I don't know. It's weird to do the same. Free kick play. Yeah. I mean, he was open. It just didn't... I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, but Gaddis is open a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think being open is Point a... Point taken. It's <laughs> a reason to force... <laughs> I don't know when you have other options. Yeah. So, you got 3 nothing. I yeah. got 4-1. You yeah. said... You said... Uh, I, I, I really didn't want this Ben Simmons thing to become such a thing, but we should probably stop talking about it. <laughs> Keep bringing it up. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, actually, I'll change it. I'll say Aronson, and then I want to say Fafa scores, and then Shabelko scores. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I think yeah. we've covered a lot. Yeah, I think we're good. We didn't ask for questions. Yeah. Maybe someday we're going to do a live show. Yeah, that, that was, was kind of mentioned. That would be a cool thing. Yeah. That'd be fun. Come yeah. up to Philly, see the actual Union fans. That'd be fun. Yeah, talk in front of them, yeah. have them talk too. Oh, man. Wild. Yeah. We don't see a lot of Newton fans. We it's don't. So cool. It'd be so much fun. Yeah, we saw one once a couple weeks ago. Yeah, We're still so, talking about it. so cool. Uh, sh- hey, John. Thanks Thank for you. listening. Um, but yeah, so maybe we can make that happen yeah. with uh, Matt and other Belly the Game people. That'd be a fun time and kind of hilarious for people <laughs> to see us. <laughs> don't want to give away too much, but we're not that cool. <laughs> we're awkward. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we can edit this out. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you all. Love you guys. Uh, Love interacting with you as much as we do. Um, Let us know how we're doing, anything you want to hear from us. And I guess we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, can't wait. All right, that's all for us. And uh, your first place, Philadelphia Union. Signing off. Bye.